piece of chewing gum. You, you need somebody who's your real friend who tell you you got something in your nose. Uh, uh, they won't let you go out in front of people looking crazy. And um, you, they'll tell you that they, you need to do something about that. Uh, uh, you can't wear that. You, done, you, done, you ain't a size four no more. My wife told me, said, baby, don't let me go out the house. If you see that I can't wear it no more, you find a nice way. But you tell me, now, baby, you can't, you can't do that. You ain't in college no more. This ain't, this ain't going to work like that. No. Oh, we want people to, to rub you on the head and lie to you and pat you on the back and say, it's all right. No, you still the way you was when we got together. No, you ain't. Devil is alive. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody changes. Everybody moves. Everybody has evolved. And uh, uh, you got to have some people around you who love you, but they're not impressed by you. They love you, but they're not impressed by you. They, they'll tell you the real deal in love, in love. Because some of y'all mean and nasty. You tell people and it ain't in love. There's another story. Yeah. That's another sermon that you got to preach that one. Uh, you got to give them some shade when they do that. But, uh, but, but you got to have some people who you give them. And here's, here's the difference between you got to give them permission to do that into your life. That's one thing I love about my friends. We give each other permission to speak into each other's lives. You got permission to ask me tough questions. And they do. When we get together, they ask the tough question. How are you doing? Uh, what you looking at on TV? What, how, how's your wife? How's your family? How's your, are, you spend, are you taking time off to hang out with your family? Are you taking vacations? Uh, uh, what are you reading? Uh, what are you studying? What are you working on? We, we ask you those, these hard and tough questions. Because if nobody in your life is asking you these questions, and I, I beg today that you're probably not growing. probably not growing because there's nobody pushing you there's nobody healing you holding you accountable to stuff who's who's asking you the just just turn to somebody and say who's asking you tough questions who who's asking you tough questions who's who's who have you given permission to ask you tough questions ah ooh. mercy 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 uh Ah, yes. That's why, well, that's why, that's why Pastor Myron, you guys have the Gold University and, and you're trying to move into community because it's in the community groups that you ask each other the tough questions. You can't always do that at prayer meeting. Uh, uh, but when you get in a small group and you begin to share deeply, that's when you begin to ask, hey, how, how are you doing in your personal life? Uh, what, 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 what devotional books are you reading? What did you gain out of the book of John? And that's where you grow because it's not all always a one-way communication now, now there's somebody in there that says hey what are you doing about the kingdom mm, that's that's crucial some of you know i don't want to get in no group i want to share my stuff oh no that ain't for me black people don't do that Don't, don't call for don't don't choke don't choke pastor don't choke over there don't choke don't choke don't choke mm. you you need you need somebody you can't get there i'm just going to get to heaven by my i don't even need to go to church i got jesus even jesus had people 
even Jesus had, had some people who surrounded and then he had he, he was in a small group and then he had a smaller circle of people who he was really their confidants and in fact when he was going to the garden of Gethsemane he said he said hey come on and pray with me for one hour uh, he took Peter James and John and said listen guys I want you guys to do some special intercession who do you have that you can call at two o'clock in the morning to intercede over you and you are into a Christ Mercy, mercy. And we wonder why we have no victory. We're puzzled why we are stagnant. You're at the same spiritual level you were in 2010, and it's 2014 now. You come to church and you ain't, you ain't grown none. You still, you still giving people the bird when they cut you off in the track. My Lord. You still cussing the kids out. Oh, oh I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm, I came, I came, I came to work. That ain't that ain't even my sermon. That ain't even the introduction. I just, I just thought I would just drop that. It was in my spirit, and I just wanted to drop it out. Uh, uh, get it out of my spirit. You know, I had to get it out of there, y'all. Uh, the mailman, he got to get the mail out the truck. He can't come back home with the mail. He can't go back to the post office with the mail in the truck. They'll fire his tail if he come back and say, well, I just had to keep the mail in the truck. Now, no, 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 that wasn't your job. Uh, your job, uh, well, I didn't want to give them the bad news. Uh, uh, I saw that they had an eviction notice in here. Uh, I, I saw they had some bills in here. I didn't want to give them, I didn't want to make them uncomfortable and upset. And I didn't want, I wanted them to like me. No, 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 postman. Your job is to drop off the mail. I don't care what mail it is, uh, uh, but if it fit at the address, leave it alone. Uh, all right, all right, grab your Bibles. I was going to preach one sermon for, uh, but the Lord said, no, I'll put that down. This is the sermon this church needs to hear. Uh, because uh, uh, this church uh, is in transition. This church is in transition. Look at somebody and say, this church is in transition. This church is in transition. It is. It is. Uh, uh, it's a tricky place to be. Uh, uh, you're not where uh, you were, uh, but you're not where you want to be. Uh, uh, you're not who you used to be, but you're not yet uh, where you are supposed to be. Oh, this uh, it's a tricky place to be in transition. Uh, 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 have you ever been in a place where you're dressed for the occasion, but but you're in the lobby and people are looking at your cross-eyed and everybody's going to the pool and you're in the tux and, and you're trying to let people know that I'm not crazy. Crazy. I'm not. I'm going. I'm going somewhere. I'm dressed for it, but but I hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, that's that's where we got to go. That's interesting. Grab your Bibles. Turn with me to the Book of First Samuel. First Samuel. I want to thank the lady here uh, for letting me borrow her Bible. Uh, I, I read it off my phone, but sometimes it just don't feel. I'm so I'm old school. Don't feel the same sometimes. I I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to transition to all this technology, but it disturbed me sometimes. It disturbed me. It disturbed me. Uh, it disturbed me. I'm just like it don't feel like the word. If you don't got it in your hand, it just uh, it is the word, but it just feels. I know. I know. I know. I know you got it on your on your on your. Sound. 
Samsung. I know you got it on your Apple, and I know you came with your iPad. I ain't mad at you. I got one, too, and I was reading it there. But I just said, I got to borrow somebody Bible. I just got to feel. I, listen, I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed, Myron. Look at, look at, look at Grandma here. She got it. She got it right here. She got it on the iPad. She like, preacher, you got to grow up, son. You got to, you got to come up. You got to come up with it. You got to do something about this. We got to pray over you. Uh, look, man. Why you make me look bad like that? That's that's mercy. She said, "I'm gonna pray for that preacher." He got to get to the 21st century. First Samuel chapter one. First Samuel chapter one, and I'm going to be reading verses one and two, six and seven, and then nine through eighteen. Uh, I know it's a little bit of scripture, but I want you to capture the flow of the story uh, before I begin to speak uh, the word of God. Uh, I hear some pages turning, and so I'll give you a minute. First Samuel chapter one. And I was starting at verse 1 and 2, 6 and 7, and then 9 through verse 18 in God's Word. And the Bible says, Now there was a certain man of Ramathim Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, and the son of Tohu, and the son of Zup, and Ephrite. And he had... Two wives. Everybody say two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Somebody say, have mercy. And her adversary, verse 6 says, her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And her adversary also, it's, and the Lord had shut up her womb. And as she did, so every year by year, she went up to the house of the Lord. She provoked her. Therefore, she wept uh, and did not eat. I, I want you to capture that. When she went up to the house of the Lord or when she went to church, uh, she provoked her. Mercy, uh, have mercy. Uh, and she wept. <clears throat> And did not eat. Verse 9. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. 
And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. I just want to speak for a moment moments from the message entitled, I'm in transition. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, O Lord, that the flower may fade and the grass may truly wither away, but that the word of the living God is immutable, all-powerful, and never loses its power. Now, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would throw your weight around in this house. May somebody leave here knowing that God, Jehovah, is on their side. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, my brothers and sisters, a transition uh, is a passage uh, from one form of being, from one state of living, from one place uh, to another. I want you to capture that. And every single one of us at some point or another uh, experiences a transition. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, uh, in fact, in the natural realm, uh, the insect that most typifies this notion of transition is the caterpillar. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, uh, you see the caterpillar, uh, um, before it becomes a beautiful butterfly, uh, is a tiny egg which hatches into a larva or a worm. Uh, look at somebody and say, it's just a worm. Uh, it's just a worm. Uh, it is uh, this worm, and it's very small. And over the next several weeks, all the caterpillar does is eat and it grows. It grows at such an astonishing rate. If I were to compare the growth rate of a caterpillar to a newborn baby, it would mean that a newborn baby would go from a newborn to the size of a double-decker bus in just one month. Mm, I'm, I'm talking about transition this afternoon. And after the caterpillar reaches its desired size, uh, it then goes into what is known as a pupa stage or a cocoon. Uh, uh, I want you to understand that uh, uh, the problem with some people in the church today is that they want to take a posse into a place designed for one. Uh, uh, you can't take mama into the cocoon with you. Uh, uh, you can't take grandma into into the cocoon with you. It's designed for one person. Uh, it's designed for you to get in there and when you get into the cocoon, uh, you begin to change. Uh, uh, you can't take everybody into a place designed uh, for one person. Uh, sometimes God has got to isolate you just so he can change you. Sometimes God has got to put you in a place that you don't like uh, so you can come out like you never were. Oh, I, I wish I had somebody to... Hmm. 
You have to go under construction before you can get to your destined place. Uh, the problem with so many people is they want to go from they want to go from caterpillar to butterfly without the cocoon. They they hope the preacher can come down, lay hands on them, and they can go from a stank sinner to a big saint overnight. It don't happen like that. They hope that that if you just read your Sabbath school lesson just enough, you come to church at just the right time, that that, that you can change uh, overnight. But I came to tell somebody that transformation, sanctification, is a work of a lifetime. Uh, You enter into a school of which you really don't graduate. In fact, the last saint that died that's going to heaven died with something God was working on them on the inside Uh, you are in uh, the pupa stage God is changing you So if the uh, caterpillar got sense enough to know that if it's ever going to change, it's got to go into the cocoon. So it goes into this and stays in this stage for another several weeks before it comes out. Then one day, all of a sudden, that ugly little worm emerges as a majestic, regal, and unbelievably beautiful butterfly. There are some of you this afternoon who feel like a caterpillar. You know that change is on the horizon. Uh, 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 You know that you're going to shift in your life, but you don't know how you're going to get there. All you know is I can't keep living like this. Uh, I I can't keep pacing the floor at night and taking Tylenol PM uh, uh, and wringing my hands in the day. Uh, um, I can't keep uh, taking Tylenol PM to go to sleep at night and Folgers to get up in the, I mean Roma, to get up in the morning. Uh, uh, Preacher, how do you know that I'm in transition I know that you're in transition because no two no two weeks for you have been the same in fact no two days for you have been the same uh, some days you get up and you don't know whether to shout or whether to cry some days you get up and you don't know whether to worship or whether to go into warfare some days you get up and you don't know whether to stay home or go to work uh, you're crying and nothing's wrong with you you're laughing and nothing's funny you're running and no Nobody's chasing you all because God wants to move you out of your comfort zone uh, to a place that you've never been. Uh, You can know that you're in transition uh, when your present is filled with perplexity and your future is filled with uncertainty. Say it again, preacher. I'm glad you ask. Uh, You can know that you're in transition uh, when your present is filled with perplexity and your future is filled with uncertainty. Certainty. In our text for this morning, Hannah, Hannah is in the same place. Uh, she is one of the wives of Elkanah who has two wives. Uh, one's wife's name is Penina, which translates to mean pearl, and the other wife's name is Hannah, that translates to mean grace. I want you to follow me. Uh, this is a tumultuous house. <laughs> there are two wives, but only one wife can produce children. Oh, I, I hope you're hearing me. Uh, this is a troubled house uh, uh, because you got 
two cooks in the kitchen. Uh, uh, this is a dangerous house because uh, 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 somebody doesn't know who's in charge. Uh, uh, this is a trick. You know, you know uh, I, I had some people uh, uh, try to tell me that, uh, uh, you know what, uh, I, I don't find anywhere. In fact, I find in the Bible uh, um, instances where, where, where people had more than one wife. So maybe God is saying that I can have more than one too. I said, you didn't read the story closely. Every situation where somebody had more than one wife, they had more than trouble. I said, you didn't read the story. Uh, yeah, they had more than one wife, but they had some issues. Uh, they had some struggles. Uh, uh, they had some people who was fighting each other. If you don't believe me, even go to Abraham. Uh, he didn't even have two wives. Uh, his wife told him to get with her handmaid, and, and he got with her listening to his wife. Uh, uh, watch out, brothers. <laughs> uh, he was following instruction. Uh, he was doing what she said to do. Uh, he didn't want no trouble. Uh, uh, he wanted his wife to be happy uh he said okay sweetheart uh, uh if you want me to get with hagar you sure about this uh, uh i'm not sure uh, uh this might not this might this might not be right this might uh, no baby go on ahead get with hagar because we need you to get a baby so because i can't have now as soon as hagar had the baby uh, uh hannah uh, uh what's her name went crazy uh, you better get that girl up out my house uh, i ain't playing with you why you brought her in here in the first But baby, you, 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 shut your mouth. Then you say, ain't you the one? You brought her here. Boy, don't play with me. You better get her. It's a tumultuous house. One wife can produce children. The, the other wife can produce absolutely nothing. And this was especially difficult in a day where a woman's uh, 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 worth was measured by her ability to produce offspring. Oh, you're not, you're not hearing me. And, and sometimes I wonder how far removed we are from this paradigm. Because if I followed the music industry and the media craze, I would be hard-pressed to find a woman's value outside of a cute face and some strategically placed numbers. Oh. You might have to get the tape to understand that. Play that back. Play that back. Uh, uh, you'd be hard-pressed uh, to find a woman's worth outside of a cute face and some strategically placed number, uh, 36 to 20. Hannah, if you can remember, names Grace. Where penina means pearl. But in order for a pearl to be produced, it must have at one point been an irritant. I need you to I need you to stay with me. I need you to stay with me. I need you to stick with me. Don't don't lose me now. Uh, in order for a pearl to be produced, uh, it must have at one point been an irritant. Uh, uh, for those of you who know anything about 
pearls. I want you to follow me. And in order for a pearl to be produced, uh, 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 you, you understand that, that what happens is that uh, an irritant, i.e. a grain of sand, uh, has to get inside the oyster. Yes, it does. Uh, and, and when the irritant gets inside the oyster and it begins to irritate it, what the oyster does is that the oyster begins to secrete a solution that begins to calcify around the irritant. Uh, it keeps secreting this solution around the irritant uh, and after a while uh, the irritant turns into a pearl. I want you to follow me. Remember I told you that Penina's name means pearl. Therefore intrinsic to her name she is an irritant. Uh, uh, she is an irritant to Hannah whose name means grace. Uh, I want to speak to somebody who is in transition. If you're going through transition know this as a sign. Uh, in order for you to be in transition there's got to be somebody close to you that irritates you. Uh, oh, you're not hearing me there's got to be somebody close to you who's getting on your nerves uh, God said I've assigned them to be close to you because if you're not irritated you won't be motivated uh, in order for you to start looking for another level you've got to be upset with where you are uh -huh. if all of your friends are cheerleaders and they'll never correct you then you'll never get to your destined place uh, I, that's why I thank God right now for all the folks that lied on me and all the folks that keep spitting my name out of your mouth uh, that you don't understand that while you are a irritator you are a motivator helping me to get to my destined place uh, while you keep hating on me God keeps blessing me while you irritate the stew out of me and make me want to lose my mind uh, God is taking me up higher I thank God right now for all the people that hate my guts uh, keep on hating me because you're elevating Every now and again, you got to thank God for the folk that get on your nerves. If I could just have somebody, 30 people for about 10 seconds, just to thank God for your paninas. Just praise God, right? Thank you for sending them. Thank you for letting them drive me crazy. Thank you for making them uh, say all kind of stupid stuff. Thank you for letting them just talk out of the side of their head. Thank you for letting them come to my house and leave stupid emails uh, and give me text messages I don't even want to answer. Uh, thank you for sending them to irritate the stew. Verse 6 and 7 says, and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her do what everybody, to make her fret, want to drive her crazy. I, I, want, you, I want to stop right there. She was trying to run her out the house. And now she, she was trying to get her out of her destiny. She said, I, I want to irritate this girl so bad that she leave the house and then the house is mine. That she, was, she, had a, she had a reason why she was trying to irritate her because she was trying to say, I don't want you to have, I want to have all of him. I want Elkanah to myself. Yeah. 
I want want him to be mine and mine alone. Anyway, you can't even have no kids. Get up out of here. Can can I just speak to somebody who God's got something great for you? Don't let the irritator push you out of where you are and miss your destiny opportunity because you let the irritator so irritate you that you get so irritated that you exit out stage left, not recognizing you're just not leaving the stage. You're leaving the place of your blessing. I ain't got to put up with this. I'm not the one. You do that with somebody else. I ain't dealing with that. You ain't going to drive me crazy. I'm just going to get up and leave. I'm gone. See, bye. And at the same time, you're saying bye to your destiny. Hannah would provoke her sore for to make her fret. And she, listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to verse 7. And, and as she did so year by year. Woo! Some of y'all, somebody irritates y'all for 30 days. Y'all ready to go on crazy. Somebody irritates you for six months. You ready to ha- have a nervous break. You ready to kill somebody, ready to strangle some- somebody. irritates you for eight days, seven years, seven months. You, you just can't, I can't take it. I ain't going to work here no more. The Bible says that this lady was doing this year by year. Here's the thing that I got to help somebody who's going through transition. You've got to ask God to give you some supernatural patience. Oh, God, God, give me some patience. Uh, let me let some things roll off my back. Uh, uh, let me let some things not drive me crazy you got to be able to hear some stuff and don't hear it and keep on walking you got to be able to hear some people talking about you and don't address everything uh, uh, you can't got to get in everything yeah they said that about me but you know what I ain't even stunned them I've got to get I got something to do God's got a direction for my life you go ahead and talk about me all you want but I understand that if God before me he's more than the world against me you better get out of my Yeah. Some of y'all spend too much time addressing all your haters. Some of y'all, if that was y'all, y'all were like, Penina, come meet me around the back. I'ma cut you, girl. I'ma cut your tail so don't don't play like y'all wanna do that. Some of y'all ain't, y'all just, y'all just a little bit baptized. (laughs) Some of y'all, yeah. Some of y'all ain't, y'all, some of y'all went down and kept one hand out. So when somebody do you wrong, you can say, this hand ain't, this hand ain't saved. This hand ain't saved. The mother stuff saved. This hand, he ain't saved. He is not saved. This hand right here, he can do some stuff. He ain't up under the blood. Get out of my way. This hand right here. I got to pray for this hand. You stay right there. Don't you do nothing. 
Other stuff saved. This hand, you better watch out. Help me, Lord. You better get up everything up under the blood. Don't you play around. The Bible says that Hannah would provoke, Penina would provoke Hannah bitterly to irritate her because hear this, the Lord had shut up her womb. Mercy. Mercy. The Lord. Oh, gosh. God. God had put a roadblock. Mm, mercy. I'm, I'm going to get to the end of my sermon. I'm going to get to why he put the roadblock. But, but, but God had put a roadblock to add insult to injury. Uh, God let this lady irritate the stew out of her. But at the end of the day, God had put up, oh, he had shut up her room. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. Uh, uh, look at somebody say, my setback is my setup for my comeback. Uh, uh, you, you, oh, man. Have you ever been in a place where, where all hell was breaking loose around you and you thought it was the devil only to find out it was really God? Uh, have you ever been in a place? I, I, can te- I can testify. I've been in a place like that uh, where, where I thought it was the devil uh, only to find out it was the Lord. When my wife and I first got married, we... Uh, we pastored uh, in the Baltimore area, and I remember we first moved to uh, Baltimore, and we, we rented an apartment, and we lived in that apartment, and, and it was a nice little apartment. We enjoyed it, and, and I remember after a few months of living there uh, one night, uh, our, uh, some neighbors moved in, and they decided they was going to play video games at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, just any video games. In video games, everything was crashing, and they must have had a big old bowl system. That's why I don't even like bowls now. To it, to it, boosh, boosh, boosh. I mean, explosion. We like in the bed say, with the world ending? I said, wait a minute. The, they, the seven plagues ain't count. It's, it's, this can't be yet. <laughs> Time of trouble ain't get here yet. I would have heard about that. I said, there's something wrong with this. You ain't never been irritated until you can't get no sleep. Oh, have mercy. We got up mad at each other. Get out of my way. I got to get the toothbrush. Get out so we, we moved out of that place, moved into another place, another apartment. We got in there. We went in there one month. The kid next door decided he wanted to be a rock star. I thought the devil had moved in. I'm saying, Lord, I'm here trying to preach the gospel, and I can't even sleep at night. What, what? I thought the devil was next door playing the guitar all night long trying to drive me crazy so I can't preach the word of God. I said, God, what is – I, I turned to my wife, and I said, girl, let me tell you something. I ain't buying no more apartment. We ain't moving in no apartment. Let's go to the bank. We going to get a loan and buy us a house. We are creatures of habit. We will stay in a bad situation for a long time just because it's our bad situation. But God says, sometimes I've got to stir up the waters just a little bit so you don't stagnate in life. You've got to get uncomfortable with where you are. Sometimes God will give you a pink slip before you own your own business. Uh, sometimes God will create chaos on your present job so you can start looking for a new job. Uh, sometimes God has to send a storm to blow down your old house uh, before you can move into a new house. Uh, sometimes God will let you lose the love of your life so that your life can be filled 
filled with love. Uh, the problem with some folk is that you keep judging me while I'm in my transition. You see where I am today, but you don't have no idea where God is taking me tomorrow. Uh, uh, you can see my setback, but you don't understand God is in the process of working on my comeback. All you see is my saggy jeans, but God sees my three-piece suit. Uh, all you see is my broke-down car, but God sees uh, my Mercedes Benz. Uh, all you see is my GED, but you have no idea God is about to work on my PhD. Stop judging people when they're in their transition. That's the problem with the church. They try to judge you, but they have no idea that God has you in transition. Oh, look at her. She'll never mount to nothing. Uh, but you don't know she's in transition. Uh, look at him. Uh, we can't make him an elder. Uh, we can't put him on the deacon board. Uh, uh, he ain't been here long enough. Uh, I'm tired of people thinking that the older you, you get, you just become a saint because you get older. There's no such thing uh, as, uh, as righteousness by senility. Uh, there's no such thing. Uh, I've seen some young devils uh, and I've seen some old devils too. You don't just get older and get holy. Just because you hold your Bible like this and walk real funny don't make you no holy person. I've seen some old people who is just as hateful and spiteful and mean and bitter like anybody else. They might not cut you no more but they'll sure talk about you like a junkyard dog. Don't want to let nobody come in and serve the Lord. They the only one can serve God. Block the way for everybody else. I'm, can I digress just a, just a little bit, Pastor? You got to be careful. You got to be careful when you judge. You got to be careful when you judge. You got to be careful. When you, and, and, and we judge on all certain levels. We judge on all levels. It ain't just we see somebody who, you know, look funny or dress funny. We not just judge on, we, ju we judge on youth. Young people can't do that, can't do that. Nah, God, God don't, listen, if David wouldn't have showed up at about 16, the children of Israel would have went into slavery by the Philistines. If he didn't show up on the scene and kill that giant, they was done. Finish, kaput, finito, the end. We judge on all levels, and, and you got to catch yourself. You got to, you know, when you're judging, you're in the flesh. Because when you're in the flesh, you don't make spiritual choices. In the flesh, you're judged based on uh, uh, age, you're based on uh, demographics, you base it on education, you base it on all these criteria that we have when we judge people. But I thank God that He doesn't look on the outward, God looks at my heart. Uh, you got to say, God, and that's why you got to ask God, keep me in the spirit. So I don't operate in the flesh uh, because the flesh will negate people who God is trying to use in the spirits. For those of you who are in transition, let me tell you how you move from your potential to your fulfillment. 
how you move out of transition into your destiny. And I want to warn you, I don't have any gimmicks. I don't have 12 ways to your to your breakthrough. I don't have three ways and a point, uh, four points and a poem to tell you how you can get uh, from, from where you are to where you need to be. Uh, I don't have a prayer cloth that I can sell you for $29.95. Uh, if you would buy it, uh, if, you, if you want that, I can meet you out back and I can sell you some towels. <laughs> uh, I, I, we need to talk, but I don't have that. All I have is what Hannah had. Uh, what I like about Hannah that when Hannah found herself at this predicament, when she found herself at this crossroads, uh, she did something it previously does not record her doing before. The Bible says that when Hannah hit transition, uh, she began to pray and she began to fast. Oh, you got to hear me, church today. Uh, 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 Hannah didn't. Uh, uh, Hannah didn't go and, and, and talk up some stuff. Hannah didn't go and try to make some network connections. Hannah didn't even go to the fertility doctor. Uh, uh, Hannah didn't see somebody who said uh, uh, I just want you to punch me in the stomach so I can get a baby. Uh, uh, Hannah said I'm going to go to the only place and see somebody who knows what to do for my situation. Uh, I'm going to push away from McDonald's. Uh, I'm going to turn down Burger King. Uh, I'm going to walk away from Cracker Barrel. Uh, I'm going to see the Lord high and lifted up and the train of his glory and I'm going to watch God do something for me. Uh, I'm going to pray and I am going to fat. The Bible says uh, she was so upset she cried and did not eat. When's the last time you've been so upset about something that you needed that you said God I don't even want no food. I'm turning off the TV. I'm clicking off of Facebook for a while. I ain't tweeting nobody. I ain't posting nothing on Twitter. I ain't got nothing to post because I need a miracle. After I get this miracle, I'll post y'all back. <laughs> look, 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 look what it says. It says, verse 9, so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat of the post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine hand. She said, Lord, wait a minute. I need you to look about my trouble. She said, God, look at this. Look what they're doing to me. Look at this, God. Look how they treating me. Look how this is driving me. Look at my hair falling out in my pillow, God. Look at me. I'm losing weight, God. Look at my eyes. It's gaunt. I, I can't. I'm troubled on every side. I'm vexed in my spirit. God, look at what's happening to me. Sometimes you got to remind God, God, look at what's going on. Sometimes you can't do it with a full stomach. You got to say, God, wait a minute. I know that you said I need my bread and water. I'm telling you, God, I don't even want bread and water. I need you to look at my stuff. The power of fasting, when you, when you fast, you got to hear me, hear me. When you're fast, you're literally saying, God, I don't want sustenance other than from you. 
God, here's the thing about God, why he, why, why he perks up when people fast. Because when you say, because let me tell you something, the drive to eat is extremely strong. It is. It's, it's strong. It's strong. Ask me how I know. Just look down at some of our stomachs. It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. <laughs> don't, don't hate. I got my jacket on to cover mine up. It's strong. It's strong. Oh, he in shape. No, don't, don't, don't sleep. It's strong. The, the first, the first, the very first sin, where, where did it come? An appetite. Appetite. Why, 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 why is appetite so strong? Because you got to eat to live. Some, I know some of us live to eat. Mm-hmm. You live to get around that table. God is great. God is good. You live to get around that table, but you, you have to eat to live. And when you fast and say, God, I am going to deny the natural God-given inclination to eat because of spiritual matters. God says, wait a minute. I put in him a desire to eat because he got to live. If he done got to the place where he said he don't even want no food because he needs something spiritual from me, let me tell you something. God perks up. God said, wait a minute, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He done passed that McDonald's two times now. I know him. I know him. And he ain't just getting no french fries. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know how she get when she don't eat breakfast and she done miss two breakfasts. What, what you want? You must be serious. Oh, you done got hungry for a move of God now. You got, you got hungry for it now. And you, oh, you ain't playing games no more. You ain't, you, ain't just, you, ain't just, you ain't just saying, God, bless me indeed. You're saying, God, I, I, I got enough sense to know that, that I've got to back away from everything because I'm trying to get your attention. Not fun and games anymore, God. I realize this is a war. I need you to look, God. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, she and listen, she didn't pray no cute prayer. So she, verse 11, and she vowed a vow, and she vowed a vow, God, do this for me. Uh, and he says, uh, and don't forget me, God, and give me. Listen, what I love about this girl, this girl wasn't just playing. She wasn't just asking for no kids. She said, God, give me a man child. Well, some of y'all pray, Lord, just bless me. And then when he, when he sent broke Willie, you get mad. Well, you just said, bless me. You didn't say you, didn't say you wanted him to be 6'2". You didn't say you wanted him to have a job. You just said you wanted somebody. I sent you him. Why are you mad now? She said, Lord, I don't just want a kid. Just give me a man child. How many of y'all just praying, just, just buckshot prayers? God, just bless. Get, get. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You got to be specific. I, I remember. I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. Uh, when we were in this, 
in this transition with our church, uh, Pastor Edmonds, I was praying. And I was praying. I was saying, God, and I remember I was at a staff meeting, and we were fasting and praying about what God was going to do with our church uh, because we were in trouble financially. We didn't know how we were going to turn the page. We had the vision of where we wanted to go. We didn't have the resources of how we were going to get there. And we were in our staff. We had called a prayer and fasting for our pastoral staff. We were praying and fasting. And in the midst of the praying and fasting, I told my staff what I was going to do. We were going to sell the parsonage that I lived in. We were going to get a couple hundred thousand dollars to bless the church and 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 grow the church uh, and I remember one of my staff members Atta Atta spoke up and she said pastor wait a minute uh, uh you asking God for just a couple hundred dollars why don't we ask God for a million dollars she said that why don't we I said you know what you're right I said you know what let's switch to prayer right now let's ask God for a million dollars uh, 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 we begin to act, we begin to pray about that. I, I'm gonna tell you, by the end of the week, uh, we had an offer on our property for eleven eight point eight million dollars. Uh, and within six months uh, of asking God, I just deposited about three months ago a check for one point one million dollars in the bank. You receive not because you ask not. Or you ask and you really ain't serious about your asking God to do. I said, God, you're able. Do it. We put a number on it. We didn't just say, God, give us some money. He was going to do that. He said, okay, I'll give you four or five hundred thousand dollars. He was gonna do that. And the girl caught me, she said, wait a minute, let's ask him for a million. I'm sad we didn't ask for two million. Listen, listen, listen. And it came to pass. And she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now, Hannah, she spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am not a woman. I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. She was in there praying. How, have, how do you get to the place when you come to church, you don't care about anybody think about you, what they say about you, what they looking at you. You ain't got nothing to do for me. You can't help me you can't bless me you can't you can't enlarge my territory she got into church and she began to pray so hard that the preacher thought she was drunk uh, the preacher thought she was out of her mind when's the last time you came to church uh, and you was in such a need of a blessing from God that you came in here with your tambourine and beat the bells off of it because you know that I need God to do something for me I came in here I didn't came to see you I didn't come to look for you I didn't come to talk to you I came to see Jesus uh, I came to have a move of the mighty God uh, who is by my side I don't care if you talk about me I don't care if you think I lost my mind but you can't do nothing for me yet uh, you can't help me I came to see J-E-S-U-S uh, who can open up a way out of no way when's the last time you came to church and you were Some old E before she came in here. 
you done got a hold of some ripple. Get up out of here. She said, no, 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 no. It ain't nothing like that. Listen, he was so, he was so embarrassed. He, he said, Eli said, listen here. I'm so, I'm so, I'm sorry. He said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked. Uh, Listen, listen, here, don't, don't forget verse 18 because I love this. It says, and she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no, she, she believed it was done. Ooh. She left and went and got a six-piece from Popeye's. And it says her face was no more sad. When you really get it, you, when you talk to God and you know he's heard you, you get up and you, you see the problem with some of us is that we come to church, we pray, and we leave church with our heads still hung down. And when you pray, you got to say, God, I believe it's done. I believe it's changed. I believe my, my situation is already fixed. I believe my husband is already nice. I believe my education is already paid for. I believe my cancer is already healed. I believe my mind is already regulated. I believe my church is already heading in a good direction. I believe my wife is already changing her ways. I believe, God, that it's already done. She believed. Oh, my God. I want you to understand that not long as she leaves the temple, Samuel is born. Oh, oh, oh man, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep this rated G. I just want, I'm, I'm going to just, I want you, I'm a gloss bite. I want you to catch it. Uh, uh, she left the temple and prayed. Uh, and then she went and put on her nice clothes and, and said to her husband, uh, let's, let's go talk about this. <laughs> let's go talk about this. Uh, God going to do something. Let's, let's talk about this. I got something to talk about you with. Uh, uh, God done reveal some stuff to me. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I wish I had some ladies in here who was married to some men who would say, brother, I done heard a word from the Lord. Uh, uh, let's talk about this. <laughs> God's got to do something. And I, I, oh, works, uh, faith without works is dead. That sister went to work uh, and believed God uh, to work a miracle for her let's talk about this let's talk uh, oh lord she ain't coming there with one of them them moo moos to talk about it my my mama used to wear them big old moo moo dresses she she ain't coming no moo moo to talk about it she found Victoria for to come talk about. Yeah. 
can I just help the brothers for just about 30 seconds? That's why some of the brothers are so mad because they ain't getting now. I'm going to leave that alone. Some of y'all use that as a, oh, y'all, you only going to get this if you clean up the. Some of them brothers just angry. Someone got a right to be angry. They just mad. Come home mad. Go to work mad. Come home mad again. Kick the dog. Why are you so angry? You know why I'm angry. I'm tired. <laughs> can, I, can I help y'all? Y'all don't know how much power y'all got. I got a seminar called How to Get Your Man Eating Out of Your Hands in Half an Hour. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It's a real simple. I mean, it ain't just about that, but it's. It could, it could, it could. That's a part of it now. Don't sleep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I ain't going to transition. I'll come back and do that one. <laughs> Not long after she leaves the temple, Samuel is born. His name means asked of God. Mercy. I want to tell somebody who's coming out of transition that you're going to have to rename your blessings. When you get the things you weren't supposed to have, just call your car Samuel is what I ask God for. (laughs) Uh, When you you get the new house, uh, say this is the house of Samuel is what I ask God for. Uh, uh, When you get the new paychecks, uh, wave it in the air and say this is the paycheck of Samuel is what I ask God for. Uh, When you get the special somebody, just nickname them Samuel is what I ask God for. Uh, I wish I had somebody who's shouting because they just got a Samuel is what I ask God for and God's about to deliver it to me and I'm going to rename it Samuel is what I asked him for when you put the new church up uh, say this is the church of Samuel is what I asked God for and he gave it to me I'm here to t- I'm about to go home. I'm here to tell you that after Samuel is born, nowhere do you see Penina's name written in scripture. 
you can look all you want to. <laughs> you can search from high and low. <laughs> you can go to the back of the book. You won't find it. <laughs> you can go to the sections where you think you might be. <laughs> but when God gives me what I've been asking him for, and after you done irritated the stew out of me, <laughs> when I look for you, I cannot find you any place. <laughs> when I look high, <laughs> you ain't there. <laughs> when I look low, <laughs> you ain't there either. When I look to the east, I can't find you. When I look to the west, you disappeared. Because when I get what God has been, because you see, your only assignment was to irritate me and to motivate me. I used to have a whole lot of friends, but the more blessed I get, the smaller my circle becomes. I used to have a whole lot of people around me, but now that God is elevating me, everybody can't stick with me. You've got to learn to thank God for your paninas, because without your penina to irritate you, then you'd have never gotten mad. And if you'd have never gotten mad, you'd have never gotten passion. And if you'd have never gotten passion, you'd have never changed your position. And if you'd have never changed your position, you'd have never learned to pray. And if you'd have never learned to pray, you'd have never learned to worship. And if you'd have never learned to worship you'd have never learned to trust God and if I couldn't trust God I could never reach my destiny in other words looking back over my life I've had some good days and I've had some bad days but every now and again you gotta thank God for your exes you gotta thank God for the relationship that didn't work you gotta thank God for the job that you didn't get you gotta thank God for the deal that didn't go through you got to thank God right now for your penina. I just wish I had 10 people to thank God for every irritator, every motivator, every person that got on your nerves that liked to make you go crazy. Thank you, God, because they irritated me right to my knees. Some of you, some of you right now, you thought it was the devil. Only to find out it was really God. He was setting you up. He was setting you up. So you could get back to your prayer closet. You can get back to some fundamentals of seeking his face and fasting and prayer. He was setting you up. God told me to tell Glenville, he's setting you up. You're in transition. Please. Don't give up short of the transformation. Don't get irritated now and give up short of the change. Obstacles will come. When obstacles come, it's not time to say, well, pastor, you got us all the way out here and we don't know what's going. That's the devil. 
not time to turn on each other and become. It's time to say, you know what? What God has for us. We got to get to our knees. You're going to have to stay on your knees. Not only to get it, you're going to have to stay on your knees to keep it. The favor. Now, everybody want favor, but everybody don't want to do what it takes to get favor. They want the preacher to come up and just preach favor over your life. You got favor. Everybody in the Bible I read who got favor were on their knees. Favor comes on your knees. Favor comes when you do what nobody sees in the closet. That's, that's where favor comes on your life. Favor don't just come because you, you just, you, 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 yeah, yeah, you got to worship and worship is crucial, but you got, you got to be in God's prayer. That's where favor happens. Let me tell you, when you get real favor, it ain't fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get stuff that other people, but, but, but it only comes. Sometimes we preach about getting the favor and we stop short of preaching how you get the favor. Are you willing to deny yourself? Are you willing to miss a few shows on TV? Are you willing to get up a little earlier? Are you willing to miss a meal or two? Or do you want, wanting favor without, it's like wanting cheap grace. Grace costs. Costs Jesus his life. Grace costs something. Favor costs something. What are you willing to give up to get the favor of God? Play something for me softly. I believe there's some of you in this very room who've been undergoing transition for quite some time. Thought it was the devil trying to kill you, only to find out it was God preparing you. God wants somebody to know that I'm just now writing your conclusion. The intro was kind of rocky. The body had some ups and downs. But you hold out for this conclusion I'm going to write. Is my best novel yet. <laughs> it's the best story I've ever told about your life. And, and if you just hold out. Some people here, you're in transition on your job. and You're in transition in a relationship. You're in transition with your kids. I want you to come down. If you're in transition in living arrangements. You're saying, God, I need to transition out of this deadbeat relationship. And I. I need to transition out of this career. I need to transition out of this house. I need to tra- I don't know who you are, but if you're in a place of transition, I want you to come down. You're in a place of transition, 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 transition in your life. You're transitioning somewhere. God is transitioning you, and, and you know it. You feel it. You sense it. There, some, some of you are saying, God, I'm transitioning spiritually. This is, this is it, God. No more, no more surface stuff for me. No more, no more playing church. No more, no more asking for favor but not doing what it takes to get favor. I'm, I'm transitioning for real. That's it for me. Press down, press down, press down, press down, press down, press down. Come on. You, you're tra- some of you are transitioning. You, your, your marriage has been the same for years, and you want to tra- 
transition. You say, God, my marriage needs a transition, God. You need to come down here. I'm going to pray for God to transition some stuff. But, but here's what I am really going to. I'm praying for God to transition this church. This church is in transition. More than just transition in location. That's one thing. That's one part of the transition. God is transitioning Glenville spiritually. Spiritual change. Where you get some people in here who are so hungry for God that they're, they, they're more hungry for that than they are for, the, for their own house to be blessed. Where are you transitioning? You're transitioning in some incredible area of your life. And you're saying, God, 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 I thought it was the devil only to find out now this morning that it, it was just Penina getting me to this very moment, to this place. I don't know who you are, but I believe you're here. And here's, here's somebody, here's, here's, a, here's a key caveat. There's somebody here, I believe, who's transitioning in their relationship with God. You're saying, God, hey, God, here's the thing. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I need to transition from the way of the world and from my flesh. I need to transition to the spirit realm. If that's you, I want I want you to raise your hand. That's and I, that's that. Listen, 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 listen. And, and there might be somebody here. You you want to transition into membership of this church. That's a specific, specific call. You want to transition into membership of this church. Uh, you either want to be baptized or you want some Bible studies. You want to join one of these small groups or you want to transition into membership. And you want to transition to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ. You're, you're down here. And some of you are saying, Peter, I want to transition into, uh, into some stuff. But some of, you, some of you are here because God wants to transition you into relationship with him. He wants to transition you to say, God, I want to accept you as Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of my life. I believe you're here today. And God wants to transition you just not just from being a tender, but, but being somebody who's filled with his presence and spirit. Where are you today? Who's that person where God's saying, I, it's you, 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 I want you. I don't want you on the sidelines no more. Praise the Lord. Somebody, somebody else here today wants to be transitioned. You want to be baptized. You want to transfer into this church or you want to join the house of Jesus Christ. Where are you today? You, you're, you're ready to make that move. You're ready. You might be in the balcony and you're saying, preacher, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's my season of change. You want to transition. Where are you out there? Just raise your hand. Where are you? Just raise your hand. You're saying, preacher, I, I want to transition, and I want to I give my heart to Jesus Christ. I want to be baptized. I want to have a new life in Christ. I want, you to, I want you to come down, press to the front, press to the front. Where are you? You might already be standing, and, but you're saying, you know, I want to go the extra added mile. I want to go the extra touch. It's me you're preaching to. It's me that God wants to have all of me. Who are you? Where are you? Come on down. You're ready to be baptized. You're ready to join this church. You're ready to transfer in. Come on down. Come on down. If you're here today, come on down. Where are you? Where are you today? I'm just going to hold this appeal for 30 more seconds. And I, if you're here, if you can't make it down, just raise your hand. Uh, the preachers and the elders and, and the Bible worker will see you. Where are you? Just raise your hand saying, preacher, it's me. It's me. God was talking to me. I need to transition. I, I need to make a real stand for Jesus Christ. 
I need to transition into the bosom of his, of his glory. Where are you today? Just, just come on down. You're ready to transition your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You're ready to join the body of Jesus Christ. You're ready to be baptized. You're ready to be a blood wash, full-fledged saint of the glory of Jesus Christ. Come on down. Press down. Press down. I believe you're here. I believe you're here. I believe God wants to do something with you. It's your season. It's your moment. It's your time. It's what God has been ordaining for you. And you know he's speaking to your heart. You know he's talking to you. He's saying now is the appointed time. Now is your season of salvation. Now is the time where God wants all of you. He wants every part of you. He wants you to be fully his and completely devoted to him. You've come to church today. It wasn't just a church encounter. It was a God encounter. Who are you? Where are you? Where are you? God's telling me to hold it open just a little bit longer because there's somebody else who needs to make a decision. Today is the appointed time. Now is the moment that your salvation is nearer than it'll ever be. Come on down. Who are you? You're already here. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Make that leap now. Make that transition now. It's the time to make the transition. Come on down. Come on. Where are you? Where are you? Make that change. Make that transition. Make that movement. Make that. Make it solidify it. Seal it right now. Say, God, that's it. I give up. I stop running. I stop trying to change me. I'm going to let you change me now. I'm going to let you have full control of me now. Pastor Edmonds, I want you to come and pray for us. Who are in this transition moment. I want you to ask God to throw his spirit out over this house. And then when you finish praying, I'm going to pray specifically over you and Shanae. Come on down. I'm going to pray with the both of y'all. Come on down. After you pray, I'm going to pray a prayer that God has been telling me to pray over you and Shanae in a mighty way. Well, just touch somebody standing beside you. I am going to pray. And Father, I, I, you just don't know what to say after you, you hear God speak like that. and it just makes you all uncomfortable. And the, and the truth just, just makes you feel awkward when you hear it. And you know that the preacher is all in your pew and that the Holy Ghost is all in your life. And you just... And I think one of the most difficult things for us, Father, right now is to is to respond to the voice of your spirit when it calls us to make a change. We don't like being in transition, Lord. Some of us going to go to hell holding on to what has always been. But God, I, I feel convicted after that word that we will not settle God, may, may you just put a spirit in your people where they will no longer be satisfied. Make them like Penina where they just get upset and uptight with their condition and they do desperate things because desperate times call for desperate measures. God, may we never get to a place where we think it's okay and all is well and we're all right and they're the ones that need the change. God, I'm praying in my life you remove this spirit of mediocrity. God, this spirit of procrastination. 
God, this spirit of laziness, God. God, uproot this fear of change. Uproot this fear of facing ourselves. God, help us to stop being so quick to look at others. But God, give us some courage to look at ourselves. Help us to be willing to do hard things, God. Somebody needs to go get help for something today. Somebody needs to crawl up out of the balcony and get down here today. Somebody needs to get up from sitting with their wife and their children and their friends and run to Jesus and say, what must I do to be saved? But God, we're afraid to do the hard thing. God, help us. God, set us free from the prison, the paralysis, God, of normal. God, we need that penina attitude in Glenville. Some of us think we don't take all that. I don't need that. I'm good where I am. God, you showed us from your word that the people that get blessed are the people that make the sacrifice, the people that believe in the power of prayer, the people that are so hungry for you, they don't mind looking crazy when other folk look at them. God, 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 somebody here today needs to be down here right now, but God, they are so worried. Oh my God. God, they are so consumed with what people think. God, you set me free from that. God, if you hadn't set me free, God, I probably would have lost my marriage. I would have lost my ministry. But God, I thank you today that you finally gave me some kaputs, some, some courage to finally face myself and to get up even in the presence of my enemies and admit I was wrong. I need help. I need Jesus. I got problems. Oh, thank you, God, right now for the spirit of humility that you will give us. And we ain't scared no more to face ourselves. So there may be somebody else here today, and you need to get down here now. You need to get down here. You need to join this community of believers that are trying to tear up the kingdom of Satan instead of trying to build it up. We're trying to tear it down, and, and you got some strongholds in your life, and you need to be free today. And, and the, if the Son will make you free, you will be free indeed, but you've got to be tenacious. you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. you got to get tired of falling. you got to get tired of drowning. you got to get tired of lying. you got to get tired of sneaking. you got to get sick and tired of yourself, and and say, God, I need a miracle in my life. It ain't nobody's business. We in worship right now. But if you know you need a move of God, a transformation, you need to be baptized, you need to surrender, you need counseling, you need recovery, whatever you need. But you know you ain't normal. You need an extra special breakthrough. I dare you to get up out of your seat, press through the crowd, and come down here now. 10, 9, move right now, press through the crowd, somebody's saying I'm already here, I ain't talking about there, I'm talking about here, press, 8, come on, tired, tired, 
Tired of getting high and then feeling guilty about it. Tired of getting sexed and getting laid and then feeling guilty about it. Tired of going to the club and getting sick and tired about it. Tired, 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 tired. Tired of lying. Tired of faking. Tired of struggling. Tired of falling and getting up. Tired, tired, tired. Tired of your marriage. Tired of your children. Tired, 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 tired. And now you're saying, God, would you not do something in my life? I need a move of God. The pastor said this morning, if I'm going to go to hell, I'm going with bells and whistles. I'm going with a blunt in my mouth. I'm going with cocaine in my nose. If I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to go worshiping Satan, but I ain't going to go in church. Some of you need to stand for God. For God, you'll live, and for God, you'll die. Who is on the Lord's side today? Why halt ye between two opinions? If God is God, then serve him. If Satan is God, then serve him. But have I got some one person today? You know I'm talking to you. And you need to run to Jesus now or else your life is going to be over. I'm talking to you. Is God calling you now? Come out of your seat and run to the altar. Seven, come. Six. Just lift your hand and come right now. Five. Four. Three. 